Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Laugh Daily Podcast. We got a special one for you because if you're watching the video right now, we have for the first time ever three people at one table because we have a special guest today. Andrew, why don't you introduce him? Welcome, Rick Douglas, Ooh. also known as Rick. Sorry, I was a little late on the clapping. <laughs> Or a little early. Just also known as Rick. Just you can call Just, him Rick. Rick the editor hey, on Joey. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so Rick edits our videos. How long Any, have you been editing, Rick, for us? For you guys, uh, we're going on two years now. That's crazy. Two yeah, years? Something like that. All right. Something like that. Like I don't year even and know. Half, two years, somewhere in there. We'd have to look at the paperwork. To yeah. get <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a bunch of questions for Rick today. Uh, we wanted to get him on the podcast because our previous episode, we interviewed Hyper. We're just interviewing everybody on the team. And uh, Rick mm-hmm. has a lot of insight when it comes to editing. So, Rick, get ready for some questions. But first, we have another game. We're going to start by playing best sound effect impressions. And Rick is going to be the one to give us the sound Hey-o. effects. And you have to judge... We're both going to oh, do the sound do? effect, and he like has to you judge. Do this, we do the same ones. Yeah, on just different turns. Yep. Got oh, it. got it. So we'll do like two rounds of that. Okay. So, Rick, what what do you want to hear us do? Who goes first? Andrew. Me. Yes. <laughs> Andrew, are you ready? I'm ready for my first sound effect. I want you to do a sound effect of a toad fighting a tiger. A toad fighting a, think about a that, tiger. Andrew. Okay. Set the scene for us. This is the rain. commitment was really impressive what is your analysis on that rick you know i i felt the raindrops falling mm. i i felt the the bass in the voice of the tiger i would give it a solid six out of ten that's it did kind of sound supernatural supernatural it sounded like some monster mm. uh frog well, this is like oh the frog yeah this is <laughs> deep in the jungle so that's uh, where this nice. battle took place it was a good battle I don't even know who won, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I gave I gave a hint at the end of somebody uh, retreating. Okay, <laughs> I have to listen to it back. It's like a go. dog whimper. Though. I know. I thought it was a dog. I thought right, I but that was the the tiger kind of did that because the toad got him bad. Yeah. All right, let's hear what you got. So you want me to do the same one? Same yeah. one. What was that? Sound like you slurped him up. <laughs> I mean, the toad is a little okay. small. Wow. Okay. I'll hold. I'll hold my opinions. Let's hear the official <laughs> review. You know, when the tiger made its introduction, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. <laughs> and when the toad made its introduction, I was impressed. I, unfortunately, unfortunately, Andrew, I'm sorry. 
That is an eight, <laughs> exactly. is an eight out of ten. Yeah, eight out of ten. It like oh he man! S- it sounded like he slurped up the toad through a straw. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Rick, did you ever think you'd be judging sound effects in your life?" Sure. <laughs> with you guys, yeah, anything's possible here. As soon as I signed on to work with you guys, I mean, sure. Very nice. All right, so I won the first round. We have one more round. Okay, let's so go. You could win this one, Andrew. But you are first. Okay. Rick, what do you want to hear? Anything. Anything. All right. You, let's you do edit it. a lot of videos, so you are mm-hmm. very familiar with all sorts of sound effects. That's true. Okay. I want to hear a hot air balloon surrounded by a crowd of people that's about to take off, goes high up in the air, and gets struck down by a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love that. All right. I got you. Now we're at uh, 600 feet. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. What was the sound of the rainbow again? The, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to think of these sound effects on the spot when rainbow has no sound effect. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I, I specifically like the crowd. And like yeah. you talking, covering your mouth like this, and sound like you're on the radio. That was pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good. I was trying to do a bunch of people talking, and it's kind of muffled, but okay, hmm. makes sense. No. I, I understood what the direction you're going with it, so I think that I'll give it, as of right now, a five out of ten. Okay, you ready, Andrew? Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> amazing <laughs> i'm sorry dude that's like that's a 9.5 out of 10 oh, that was a perfect score oh, that was that's incredible. crazy <laughs> congratulations did we Andrew. have the did you visualize like two completely different scenes i did i i specifically you your guys even had a british accent yeah <laughs> yeah he wow. did right good touch on that right. Andrew. yeah man i like that i'll have to keep that in mind for future for, for those of you who are listening, I, I wish I could see it from your perspective because we get to see each other. Use our body language to associate the sound effects with. And mm. That's that. a perfect segue to say, I'm really uncomfortable sitting so low <laughs> while you guys already tall people, by the way. Here's the thing. We only had two stools. Yeah. Rick, it does <laughs> look shorter, but Andrew is taller in general. So, so there's technically nothing out of whack. No. <laughs> that was a fun uh, sound effect game. Any other sound effects, or should we just move on to questions for Rick? Let's get into some questions. Uh-huh. Brilliant. All right, Rick. We each have questions. Well, let's take turns. I have a question for Rick, and then I think Rick has some questions for you and I, Andrew. 
So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we'll, we'll see. see. Hey, my first question. Hit me. What is the most interesting thing about working on the J Stu team? Ah. Past, you know, less than two years, but sure, a lot of experiences. Yeah, yeah, it's been quite the roller coaster ride with you guys, but. It's like being on a roller coaster, but the entire thing is a giant drop and <laughs> there's no end to it. And you're screaming the whole way down. That's really good. Before you answer that, can you actually <laughs> explain what you were doing before editing oh. for us? So people have context about like where you've come from. Oh, and- wow. Where should I start? So I was born on July 20th, 1984. That's a great start. <laughs> ah, no. what was your occupation at the time? <laughs> No, nah, so essentially I, I owned a business where I put on car races for a living. So I used to race cars all the time. We used to shut down airport runways, interstates, and we would turn them into large-scale events, and we would race cars. So I did that for quite a few years, almost a decade. While doing that, we were filming our events, and I realized just how expensive it was to get an editor to edit your footage. So we would bring out a crew of people to film this entire race, right? And then the editor was three times, four times the amount of just getting the raw footage. So eventually I got to the point where I was like, well, I could just do this myself. Mm -hmm. So I basically taught myself how to edit uh, at a necessity just to save some money. And then after I sold off those businesses and and I was looking for something else to do. That is a good kind of quick transition before you continue to answer the question. But this is just good how God works you weren't even editing much before that. Like you said, you just Correct. started figuring out editing. Yeah, YouTube University. That's how I learned. It's just teaching it's just myself crazy. watching YouTube videos. Yeah. Explain, tell everybody how we met, Rick. I feel so like. there's a, another YouTuber in the spring, so we were starting to get to know. And at the time, we were having somebody else edit our videos as sort of like a test. We we're trying to figure out if this person was going to be long-term or not. And then we kind of stopped working with them. Nothing... No, like issues, but it just wasn't like clicking right. We were at lunch with this other YouTuber. His name's Aaron Palos. And he, well, we were just talking about YouTube stuff. And we were mentioning how we were in the market for an editor. And Rick had done some edit work for Aaron. And he was Mm -hmm. like, hey, you should probably hit him up and just see if, you know, because he recommended you. Hey. And we're like, okay, totally. So we sent, I sent you an email. And then you sent email back. That was just like a great response, like above and beyond what we were expecting from an email. Yeah. Like I think you sent like a little highlight reel of like stuff you've edited and mm. just like some what background could about do you. What, for us. Yeah. And like what bringing you on the team would mean for us and like how that would benefit us and all this stuff. And it was really professional. And we were like, wow, definitely got to give them a chance, you know? Yeah. Wow. And you know, <laughs> I, there was at that time and still really like there was nothing I wanted to do more. Like once I set my site on editing for you guys, it's like, dang, I have to get this job. Like, I really want to nail this. And so when I made that that YouTube reel, that editing reel for you guys, I made sure like it was the best clips. I made sure to answer your email and then I proofread it. And I was like, no, we're going to remove this sentence. And then I had my <laughs> wife read it. She's like, no, you sound dumb here. <laughs> <laughs> and so I sent you guys like revision six of that email. And wow. man, I just really, really knew that this was something was telling me that this is where I needed to be. And this is something that would fulfill that kind of, whenever you, you sell off a business, there's a bit of like a a hole in your life where it's a little bit scary where you don't know what to do next, you know, Mm -hmm. and looking for that thing, what to do next was kind of daunting. And I felt like I found it with you guys. So 
That's awesome. Because like when you sent the email, we also had another person in mind oh, for an he? editing position. I don't like him. And we gave him <laughs> we gave him some footage to do a test edit, and he sent it back, and it was like almost seemed like just a rough edit, like nothing really extra. I'm mm. like, this doesn't really kind of blow us away. So yeah. you won the job. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So to answer the question, back to the question, what was the most interesting thing about working with us now for the past two years? You know, for me, it was, uh, I, and this is kind of cliche, what, but it really was seeing what your guys' personality was like in real life as compared to the persona or who you are, the characters that you play behind the camera. And they're basically the same. Like they're pretty <laughs> much the same people. I was expecting you guys to be a lot more grown up than what you actually are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to be like one of the coolest, most craziest experiences I've ever had because for you guys who can do quick math, I said I was born in 84. It turns That makes me 35, yeah, I think. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and I spent most of my life being pretty serious, you know, like a serious business <clears throat> owner running a serious event and coming to something so completely different. <laughs> this is a whole nother world than what I've, yes. I've delved into before, dove into before. And I just found your guys's presence and your guys's energy and your spirit to be something that is really attractive. And I, I love being a part of the team. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. And likewise, I think it's, I feel like if I were in your position, I would be probably nervous too. Like, because when you do watch people on on screen, they they most of the time could be characters and then off screen, they're like somebody else. So I was like, I was curious if you ever were like nervous, like I want this job, but well, I don't know if it. Yeah. But that's yeah. an interesting point because a lot of people, I feel like, view you know, business owners or like people that own their own businesses have to be like this insanely serious personality and person just all the time. It's like yeah. in order to become like, you know, a fortune 500 company, you have to be like, and just barking at your employees and doing all this and being really hard. So I don't know. It's interesting that we've been able to grow this business just being who we are. Yeah. To capitalize on all of that, to wrap it up in a nice little, ribbon was my son was a fan of you guys and so mm. for me to get the dad cool points my son is now 10 my oldest so I have, I have four kids total he's the oldest and he was already a fan of more jay stew so to become the editor of like <laughs> the coolest tv show in his mind on tv yeah just i mean come on I, I had to get this job. That's so cool. All right, Rick, do you have a question for us? Yeah. Uh, why are you guys the way that you are? <laughs> Andrew? <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> well, you answer your side of the story. Oh, sure. Why am I the way I am? Because you are different than me. Yeah. <laughs> but why are you the way you are? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know, like a lot of experiences, like you could, you could, spend probably a whole podcast episode talking about why the way you are nature versus nurture arguments mm. and stuff. But I feel like the way you were raised and the experiences you have and the people you're around, all those things at a younger age can kind of mold you to be who you are. Oh yeah. So I think I had a lot of good friends. Obviously Justin and I have been, you know, best friends for 14, 15, years 17 years. <laughs> I don't know. Growing up next door neighbors. I don't know. I think that definitely plays a role into it. 
And that's just, that's the way I am. <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I feel like also being comfortable and confident in your own skin and who you are and like the quirks about you. Like, obviously we have a unique sense of humor. We could easily just kind of suppress who we are based on like, oh, the most of the world won't like this or won't think this is funny, but it's like, I don't care what other people think about me. So right. then I can easily just be who I am, which can be strange, can be awkward or cringy, but don't matter. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm just having fun. And I think I resonate with that a lot, too. I think by doing prank videos, public prank videos, that really kind of elevated that of being able to be comfortable. Because I know when we first, very first started doing prank videos, it was like, yes, like do not like mess up in public or like don't say the wrong thing and like yeah. oh this is gonna be so awkward you i don't think i can do back. it <laughs> yeah but it's like the more you just keep doing that doing that it's like now it's like like you're saying just super comfortable with who we are and our personalities our quirks yeah. there you go there's the nice answer job. Nice yeah. job that was a super vague question you guys nailed it. <laughs> Andrew, your turn. What question do you have for Rick? Um, Not really a a question, but if you guys didn't know, Rick is one of the most talented artists I think I've ever (laughs) seen. Oh, snap. No doubt. We have got to hear more about that. Yeah? Yeah. Whatever, whatever, if there's a story, (laughs) if there's a reason why you are... And before Rick answers, don't let Rick downplay his artistic talent ability. He can draw like... It looks like a photo, like no yes. joke. Go to his Instagram and let it speak for itself. Rick? Well, you know, it all started with uh, me getting in trouble and getting grounded and sent to my room. So I, I skipped school. Don't skip school. Okay. <laughs> Don't skip school. Uh, I was in high school. I was, a, I was a sophomore. Totally blindsided me. Called my mom at work. So she knew when she got home that I had skipped and she sent me to my room. And in my room, I had a car magazine. And like, this is... Let's see. So I was a sophomore. So this is 99, 1999. And I didn't have a TV or a radio, or I had a radio, but I had nothing really electronic to do except for a car magazine. And I just grabbed a piece of paper. I've never, I never drew before that moment. And I just grabbed a piece of paper and started drawing one of the cars that was on the cover of this magazine. And I was like, oh, like that was actually enjoyable. And it didn't turn out that bad. Like, okay, this is pretty cool. And so I drew another car. And I was like, oh, that one's even better. Okay, so I drew another car. And then I drew another one. And then eventually I got to the point where I was going to church. And my mom started showing my stuff off. Like started taking the cars that I was drawing and showing it off to her friends. And they were like, oh, I have a grandson or a granddaughter. Can you draw them? And I'm like, oh, a person. That, that's totally different yeah. than drawing a car. So I read up on some books, Lee Hammond books. She was amazing. She made a series of these books of how to draw realistic. And so I got one that was focused on people and I started practicing drawing eyes because that's the most important part. If you don't get the eyes right, then the whole drawing could be dead on, but it won't look like the person. If the eyes are wrong, it doesn't matter how realistic it looks. It's not going to look right. And so I got, I spent, I spent probably two years really just making sure the eyes were absolutely perfect. And then the nose and the mouth and the ears and all that stuff. And then you slowly start to realize, Hey, the importance of these different features, what's the most important, the eyes, what doesn't matter, the ears, you can mess up the ears and nobody notices. I quickly realized that there was a little bit of money to be made in it. When grandma wants a, a drawing of their granddaughter or their grandson, 
dude, they, they were willing to pay. And so I was like, oh, nice. at a young age, like, oh, I can make a couple of dollars doing this. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I started getting really good at it. And then uh, it started gaining me a little bit a little bit of attention in high school. I was always a quiet, shy kid. I was never really the center of attention in high school. I was always the kid sat in the back of the class being really quiet. But then I started getting attention once people started seeing me draw in class. And then that attention turned like, oh, like, a couple of girls are noticing me now. Okay, this is kind of cool. And eventually one of those girls was my wife, Karina. Oh, snap. What? Yeah. <laughs> and she had a birthday coming up. And uh, her and I, were at this time, we already started dating. And she had a birthday. And I was like, I'm going to draw her a picture. So I went to her parents, right? And as soon as her parents see that, oh, he's an artist. Oh, he's, he's not a bad artist. He's like, he can do pretty good. They gave me all sorts of baby photos of Karina. <laughs> And then I took him home and I drew her a baby photo for her birthday. And that sealed the deal, man. She was way out of my league. I had no chance if it wasn't for my artistry. And now we've been married ever since uh, 2006. We started dating in 2001, been married ever since 2006. What a story. And that's that. Wow. But that the thing is, like, that's your god-given natural talent ability i could sit in my room all day and not draw even a like one percent close to what you draw <laughs> so seeing that and how god's used your art to connect you with your wife and mm-hmm. just in general mm-hmm. man well thank you man oh, you know yeah. i'll always say that uh i think that the drawing what a lot of people misconceive about the drawing is that it is a god-given talent i think that what is god-given to me is i have a sense of patience and uh, at that time in my life, I was very, uh, very much a perfectionist, almost like an OCD level where everything had to be perfect. And I really liked everything in their place, but I wasn't a naturally gifted artist. I wouldn't say, I would say that I was gifted naturally in being able to practice more than most people, um, and get laser focused on it. I would say my God given talent is working really hard towards something that I really want to make it the best that I possibly can. And then through those years and decades of practicing and and doing all these uh, commission pieces that I did for people is how I got to be where I'm at now. That's a really good point. And that's cool that you were able to like see that sort of like what you're gifted in. Cause that can go into a bunch of different areas. Like, do you see that come out in your editing? Correct. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I was literally about to add that in there. Like I clearly see that in edits. If you look at Rick, when he first joined the team, his edits, they weren't bad by any means, but looking at them now, like how you have mm-hmm. like adapted and grown and like even taught yourself these things that like I would have never <laughs> like thought you would have been able to edit. Not yeah. like in like, oh, you can't do that. But I'm yeah. like, why would he even try an edit like that? You like went above and beyond to do these crazy edits. And man, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. They're awesome. And you know, you guys actually helped me grow as a person from that moment. Because like I said, I was a perfectionist, really big perfectionist. And at the time you guys were uploading, was it every other day? Probably. Uh, yeah. I think we were doing like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That schedule didn't allow a lot of time to spend a lot of time on that specific video. So you allowed me to kind of release a little that bit of that perfectionism that I have. You have to let it, some of it go and just meet the deadline, you know? Yeah. And so I got really good at like, okay, what's the, the absolute most important thing about this video is getting it done. And then if you have time, go back 
and start really just spending the time that you can on special effects or memes here and there and things like that. But the first thing, first thing and the most important is you have to meet the deadline. And then you guys allowed me to kind of let go of some of that, that perfectionism that I suffer from. You're welcome. We all probably <laughs> suffer from that in different, different ways, but that's epic. Uh, this can be a, just a simple one, just a fun question. What would you describe as the perfect dinner? Ooh, pizza. That's <laughs> I it. knew that. That's it. Just pizza, and on the side, there's a plate of jerky, and on the other side, there's a plate of chips and salsa. Mm. That's it. And maybe, you know, maybe we'll throw in some Mountain Dew, a little bit of soda in there. That's the whole what thing. What kind right of there? pizza, though? Pretty simple. It could be almost any brand. I don't really care. It could be frozen pizza. It could be cold. It could be hot. I don't <laughs> care. As long as it's got pepperoni, or and then if it's got sausage on it, awesome. If it's got hamburger meat, awesome. But pepperoni is a must, and the rest doesn't really matter. You are the biggest pizza fan I know. Why, thank you. I take that very serious. I take that title to heart. You will hold it. I will hold it. (laughs) (laughs) I have one. What is an interesting pet peeve you have? So to give you an example of why I say interesting, I just found this out. I didn't find this out the other day, but I was having a conversation about this with my wife the other day. And an interesting pet peeve I have is that if the – bag of chips gets low in chips i get so annoyed when the the bag is like still the entire bag i have to cut off like half of the bag so i can put my hand in i I get so annoyed at just this giant plastic in the way when the chips are way in the bag i want i have to cut it off you reach your hand in there and you get it on your knuckles yes yes then you have to lick your knuckles like some sort of monkey yeah, but you cut it off. It's just so simple. It, you sit yes. it on the table. It doesn't cover much space. Oh, totally get it. So that's my interesting pet. Sounds piece. like a lot of work. You just reach your hand in the bag for chips. No, but it just takes two <laughs> seconds to cut it off. It looks better. That feels two, better. Two yes. seconds of chip eating it. You just missed out on. I totally understand, Justin. <laughs> I totally I don't get, get it. it. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, well, you fellows, I want to hear yours. What about if you? you can think of uh, an interesting got, got, one. This is probably actually more common than you think. But like when the sheets are tucked in, like that infuriates me in the like, bed. Under like the mattress? When they're tucked in under the mattress, yeah. I literally sit there and I kick as hard as I can until the sheets fly off. And I'm like, good. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> I already sense the anger in the bed. I get so annoyed, though. Like, so annoyed. I can, only, I can totally visualize you doing that. Just, getting, just laying, laying on my back and just feet just... <laughs> What's going on over there, man? Take have it a, easy. I have a ridiculous one. Yes. If yes. I'm listening to music in the car or something like that, and I turn on my blinker, and if the sound of the blinker doesn't match the beat of the song, I'll usually turn off my blinker. Whoa! <laughs> I have or, not heard that before. Or the same thing with the wipers. If the wipers are going at a different rhythm than the song, I usually turn off my wipers. <laughs> That's why I have Rain-X on my windshield, so I don't use my wipers very much. It's like, it's like a blizzard outside, and he just is like, I can't take it. He just swerves off. The well, you could technically just click, turn off the music just for the time being. Yeah, that's one wow, solution. That's so boring. But who wants to do that? You're just so mad. You see this guy over in the turn lane just, <laughs> just like losing it in his car. The other thing is that, yeah, sometimes, you know, when it's dark out and you pull up and you're behind somebody who's also in the turn lane, they have their blinker on, you turn on your blinker. And if they start like start on the same rhythm and then they slowly start yeah. going, uh-huh. I usually turn mine off. <laughs> that's funny. I kind of noticed uh, that when we were all going somewhere and we were turning out onto the main road here and you're like, Oh, this matches the beat of like some song. <laughs> I was like, what? 
Yeah, it infuriates my wife when I do that. So. Yeah, pet peeves are interesting. It's crazy how we all have like different pet peeves. Like even me, I feel like more on the clean side of things. So like if I eat hot wings or anything like that, I have 100% to wash my hands afterwards. I can't just mm. use a towel. I hate touching my phone after using like greasy food. Oh, yes. man. I get made fun of so much because I do love pizza, right? Yeah. But I hate eating food with my bare hands. I don't like doing it. I get that. So do you eat pizza with a, a fork and knife? Sometimes I do, okay? Sometimes I do. Don't judge me. <laughs> I don't. My wife does that sometimes too, and I just look at her and go, what are you doing? What <laughs> really is your problem? There are, there are times where you have to break that rule. Chips and salsa, right? Popcorn, things uh-huh, like that. Right. You have to break the rule. But there's other times where, like, if you get a drumstick, you know, or even a corn on the cob, you know, you get, I like to uh-huh. get two forks and stab yeah. them in the ends and, and eat it. I, I get that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I could see Rick in the movie theater with a bowl of popcorn and a spoon. <laughs> got a spoon, spoon just. But also like a glove. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> what is, because you're a car guy, so what is your dream yeah. car? Easy. Easy. What do you guys think my dream car is? I think I know. I think I know, but. You want to say at the same know. time? Okay. Just the just the name of the car. What if I were to tell you that what oh. you think you know is number two? I don't oh. believe you. And budgets <laughs> budgets unlimited. Yeah. Okay. That can be unlimited. Okay. I Easy. think I know. I, Andrew, I think it's different than what we're thinking. But let's. But just, we're gonna say what we're thinking. I'm gonna say what you say. What we're thinking, <laughs> and I'm gonna say what I'm thinking. It is. Okay. Okay. Ready? All right. Three, two, one. Kuntosh. Wow. Really good. Really good cars. Neither one of you are right. I thought no. it was a Lamborghini. Oh, no, what? Not a Countach. Buddy of mine has a Countach. Shout out to Doug. That's a very difficult car to drive. Very difficult car. But you guys ready for the answer? GT. Ford GT. All oh, day. Why didn't you say that? Ford know, GT. I just thought it was the Lamborghini. Specifically, I like the 2005-2006 remake of the old 60s versions of the Ford GT. Yeah. The GT40s. But... Because uh, they're really easy to drive. The clutch is super light on them. Beautiful car, 550 horsepower. And the the heritage that that car has, the history behind the Ford GT versus the Ferrari 330P4. If you guys haven't watched Ford versus Ferrari, I was go do say, it. Haven't. They made a movie about that, I thought. <gasps> you haven't watched it? No. Uh-uh. Please come over. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will show it to you in the best way possible. That as long movie as you is make uh, some popcorn and give me some gloves <laughs> or a spoon. And there better be pizza. Dude, my wife <laughs> yes. my wife makes the best chips and salsa. And yes. I'll hook you up. Let's my do friend. it. I know you like salsa and some Indeed. guac. Indeed. Dude, I'll hook you up. I love this. Ford Making plans Ford. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Ford GT is by far and away. Uh, specifically, like I said, the 2005-2006, it's a supercharged V8. Um, I'm not much of a fan. I like the brand new ones, like the ones that just recently came out, but they're, they're twin turbo V6s. Second car is the Dodge Viper. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what we nice. thought. 8.4 liter V10, specifically <laughs> the ACR Extreme with the big old wing on the back. That's fun fact. It's exactly 1776 centimeters, millimeters, centimeters. One of those mm-hmm. is exactly 1776 for the country when we gained our independence. If you guys can't tell, Rick is a car guy. Owns a car <laughs> business. He knows all these facts that I don't. If you know. have any car questions, hit up Rick. <laughs> yeah, shoot him some messages. He'll be all I'm about. I'm playing it. with a car right now. As we for speak. example, he's got a Hot Wheels. He just can't even let it go. <laughs> <laughs> well, before the final question, Rick, do you have any other questions? Whenever you guys are coming up with an idea, 
what are some of the ideas that you throw out the window and say, heck no, we're not doing that one. Huh? I'm just trying to think of like videos that I just do not enjoy filming like at all. And uh, we haven't done one of these in a long, long time. And no offense to the fans, but opening fan mail and making that a whole video. Yeah, I can't. Especially when we were editing it ourselves, like I literally was like editing fan mail videos, and I'm like, this is just dragging on, and I, I can't do it. <laughs> like, not that we didn't enjoy the fan mail. It's just I love exactly like the fan mail was awesome, but making it like just a video and then uh, and then editing that, it was just uh, not enjoyable. Yeah. We could really make anything work if it fits into Probably. the format, but. But that's a good point. I feel like this year specifically, we have been more on point with trying to stay within like certain parameters of our content versus years prior. We would literally do like anything. I feel like now now we're at this point now where it's like if we can't quite get it to fit into like our formula of how we Mm -hmm. do stuff, then it's like, well, maybe we'll wait on that or not do it ever, whatever. Stay more focused. So that's how we decide. Can I ask you one more? Yeah. Has there ever been a moment where you're angry while you're filming? Angry? Yeah. Yeah. For what? Any purpose? Any reason? Any reason. I've been mad. I was mad during the Ireland Boys collab when we did the putting pumpkins in people's carts. You were mad? Yes. Why? Why? Because we were getting mad at you? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I cannot do that. I feel like that video is too... I can't. It's too awkward and cringy, and I couldn't do the task at hand at putting a pumpkin in a cart without being seen. And they were like... What are you doing? Why can't you do this? I'm like, I I just, I was genuinely like just frustrated. I wanted to like walk out of the store. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my moment. Wow. For me, I, there's definitely been times I've been like, <laughs> but I, I'm trying to remember a specific one. I don't know if I can right now. Well, if you don't, yeah. save it for another episode, you know? Okay. We'll, we'll keep, keep thinking. Mad. Mm. Well, Rick, the final question. I'm ready. Hit me. So I'm sure people watching, there are some up and coming editors, YouTubers. Yeah. What what advice would you give somebody who wants to be an editor, either for YouTube, film, any of that stuff? Mm. For what advice would you give them? Oh, that's a great question. I would start with determining if this is really the direction that you want to go, and if so, you need to find somebody in that space that's already successful, and just start following them, start copycatting them. Start seeing if if whatever the stuff that they can create, can you create it too, like in your own way? Can you do it? And then once you get familiar enough with what your skill set is, like once you're in your comfort zone, you figure out, hey, what I know that I can I can handle this. I know that I can handle this specific edit or this specific uh, special effect. Then from there, I would leapfrog to somebody else who's even better. And then slow, slowly start growing yourself as a person by following those who are kind of trailblazers in the, in the realm. There's a lot of them, man. Specifically, there's a guy that I follow on YouTube who has, I mean, some of his videos don't even hit a thousand views, but his tutorials on after effects, I use Adobe products. So I prefer premiere, uh, Adobe after effects, Photoshop, even audition, things like that. And there's a guy, man, he does the most amazing tutorials and he has such a small following that I, I don't know how I found him in the first place, but I'm super glad that I did. And he's elevated my After Effects ability to a point that even these big YouTubers with some of them millions of subscribers haven't been able to to get me to. So is he kind of like the back pocket secret or... 
do you want to say his channel name? I'll be happy to say his channel name. His channel name is CM De La Vega. I believe that he's done some editing work for like the NFL and mm. even soccer, things like that. But oh, wow. uh, some of his stuff, like whenever I was editing Victor Marks and we did that, the splash background for the Victor Marks. Yeah, so I yeah, freeze yeah. frame it, I splash it, and I do the screen shake. And then it's like a 3D pivot. All that stuff I learned from one YouTuber. With And I wow. think that that video, that, that tutorial had like... 800 views on it. Dang. So yeah. information is out there. If you want to learn, just look. Don't yeah. settle. So push your push your ability? 100%. I would say get yourself to the point where you're comfortable doing the basics and then find somebody else who's outside of your realm or your capabilities and push yourself to get as good. And then I'm a competitive guy. Get better than them, right? Yeah. Get to their, mm-hmm. their level and then just beat them and do it without using their tutorial and then find somebody else and then to slowly start building that bubble that that comfort zone of yours and making it bigger and bigger and bigger good stuff i like it well guys rick it's been epic having you on the podcast and guys we're all the great thing about our team is we're all really good friends and i think that's the formula to being very successful is like not only we can work together but we're friends outside of work rick has just changed the dynamic of our channel with his edits so our channel would not be the same without your edits so we appreciate you rick well thank you guys thank you guys indeed very true but other than that andrew final words thanks for watching if you guys want to leave a comment for some reason we may answer in a future episode <laughs> or that's only if you're watching the youtube video true and we appreciate everybody that's left reviews on like Spotify or Apple. But so if, you're, keep it up. if you're listening to this in the car right now, just keep your eyes on the road and stay safe. And give us a quick little honk. We'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye. Bye.